are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Friday, everyone, and thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke, just getting back from U of A uh, football practice and got some thoughts on, you know, a few different things out there. Also going to talk a little bit of U of A basketball in the second segment. Uh, put something out on Twitter that got a little bit of uh, interest. But you know what we're going to do? start doing? We're going to start breaking down position by position going into camp and, you know what, what you need to know. Now, obviously, the most important position in all of sports, certainly on a football team, is the quarterback position. There's just, there's no doubt about it. If you don't have a good quarterback, it's going to be next to impossible to be able to win games. That's just the way it is. So let's look at the U of A quarterback room right now. Now, this could be drastically different next year when you got Noah Fafita coming in, quarterback from Servite, who is a... I don't want to say a next-level type recruit, but he's certainly a guy that has done a lot of really good stuff in Southern California and is thought very highly of. But he's not here until next year. So let's look at the quarterback room. First and, for, or first and foremost, the guy that is coming back that has the most reps is Will Plummer. Now, I liked Will Plummer coming out of Gilbert, and you know this wasn't your typical OKG. This is a guy that had some legitimate offers out of high school, Oklahoma State. It wasn't like you were competing with Tulane to get him. Now, when he got into the games last year, he wasn't very good. I don't think that there's there's any doubt about that. But at the end of the day, are you really going to blame a kid like that? Because, let's be honest, Arizona wasn't very good. <laughs> and Arizona didn't really have the capacity to protect him. And he ha- he has a big arm. He has a better arm than Grant Gunnell does. He can move around a little bit, and last year was just impossible to judge a quarterback on, so I'm really not going to, mainly because you had a coaching staff that was a great combination of two things. They didn't know what they were doing, and they didn't really care. This coaching staff obviously cares, and at the early returns are, they know what they're doing. So, Will Plummer has obviously a blank slate, and it's going to be interesting to see what exactly he can do for this team. Now, the next guy, Gunnar Cruz, another Phoenix kid, went to Washington State, and uh, it's always interesting when a kid goes to Washington State right on the tail end of the Leach era, because this was a guy that knew quarterbacks, and obviously Gunnar Cruz didn't get really any playing time there, but when you look at him, he's 6'5", he's got a pretty good arm. I mean, he's a kid that when he walks out onto the football field, you know immediately, oh, okay, who's that over there? But just from watching spring practice, and again, just spring practice, you don't know. He's not a guy that I don't know that I necessarily look at as a Pac-12 starting quarterback. Now, he could be. Some guys are just gamers. You know, everybody beats up Mike Stoops for not playing Nick Foles, but anybody that was at those practices knows that Matt Scott was a better player or better quarterback at that point. And that's just the way kind of it was. And but, you know, Matt Scott became a really good player. But when the lights came on, Scott struggled initially and Nick Foles didn't. So Gunnar Cruz could be that type of guy. 
I just didn't see it in spring practice. But again, he's a nice guy to have on the team because he's got some pretty good physical tools. And anytime you can get a Phoenix kid in there, it's a good thing. The kid that I'm guessing is going to be the starting quarterback, and again, this is just a guess, and I haven't even seen him yet, is Jordan McLeod, the South Florida transfer. Now, for those of you that are a little unfamiliar with him, which could be a lot of you out there, this is a kid that he started out his South Florida career with a ton of potential. This is a guy that can throw for 250 yards, rush for 100, and he looked like the kind of guy that was going to be a player that was going to make a really big impact at that level and somebody that could be well-known to the college game. His career kind of tapered off a little bit after that, and at the end of the day, I think that both sides were kind of in agreement that moving on might be a better idea for him. Fast, fast forward now to the University of Arizona. When you look at what he can do on the football field, He's probably the most talented QB out there because, again, he can move. And while I don't think when we're going to get into the offensive line next week, but while I don't think the offensive line is going to be great, I think by Pac-12 standards, I think it's a pretty average offensive line, which when you look at the rest of the talent on this roster, that's certainly something that you will take at this day, at this stage in the game. No doubt about it. Now, he he presents you a couple different options here. First of all, the late start isn't great. I think we all know that. That's you would definitely like him to be able to come in early, and you'd like him to be able to have you know had five months with the guys, throw into Stan, throw into Castile, Jamari before he got hurt. But be that as it may, he's here now, and maybe it won't hurt him as much because again, he's the oldest QB in the room. He's certainly got the most experience, and. This is just a guess. I haven't talked with Coach Fish, but I would imagine that Coach Fish probably wants him to claim the job because I think this team has the most potential with Jordan McLeod behind center. I just don't know exactly what he's going to be able to do out there. But when you've got an average offensive line and you've got a league where you've got guys like Kayvon Thibodeau and Drake Jackson that are rushing the quarterback, it might be a good idea to have some guy that can make some plays, and he's certainly that type of guy. Now, the rest, the rest of this, though, is going to be interesting because you've got a guy in Will Plummer who's got the most experience on the U of A roster, but who really knows what he can do there. Then you've got a guy in Gunnar Cruz who looks the part, but let's be honest, we don't really know if he's good or not. And then you've got another guy in Jordan McLeod who I think the quarter, the coaching staff probably wants to win. So we're certainly going to keep it keep you very close to date on that. But you know what? All of these guys, no matter what they do, I can guarantee you at this game stage in the game, they're consuming Bill Far. Because in the Pac-12, you've got to be big. You've got to be physical. You've got to be strong. And quite frankly, Bill Far is where it's at. It tastes good. It feels good. And you know what? If you're going to be going on a cross-country road trip, which you should be utilizing rockauto.com with, if you've got a built bar in your back pocket, that's going to make that trip go a lot easier. And you know what? If there is something that has happened on the road trip, you better be locked into rockauto.com because rockauto.com is the one thing that can really pull you out of a tough situation no matter where you are going. Coming up next, why don't we talk? switch over to a little bit of U of A hoops. You're listening to Locked On Wildcats. You're listening to Locked On Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right. 
let's switch over to a little bit of U of A basketball because, you know, it's exciting that football's here, but let's be honest, U of A basketball is still what this this city wants to see. And you know what? I think that I have an idea right now of what the starting lineup is going to be for Coach Tommy Lloyd. Now, again, Coach Lloyd's a lot smarter than me, so you know what? Maybe he's looking at something else. But the more I was thinking about it, going back and forth with the group text yesterday or an, and this morning, I think I've got a pretty good idea of who's going to be the starter or who's going to be getting the top five minutes. Now, let's work. Let's work. Uh, let's work small to big here. Kirk Reese is going to start at point guard. There's no doubt about it. Now, if he doesn't start, that means that something went really wrong because Kerr is really the only guy on the roster that's got point guard skills. That is a guy that can handle the ball like you probably need from the point guard position. And this is going to be his chance. We're going to find out exactly what he can do, what exactly he can do, what exactly he can do from a shooting, playmaking perspective. Now, it does help that in Tommy Lloyd's offense, as he's talked many times, you just generally don't need a top shelf point guard because you know what? There's going to be a lot of motion. There's going to be a lot of movement and other people can initiate the offense. But this is still basketball, and you still want to have a guy like a Kirk Creesa that's back there. Going to the shooting guard position, I the more I look at it, I think you're going to be looking at a kid like Pell Larson out of Utah. When you stand next to Larson, he's every bit of six foot five, and he's one of the better athletes on the team. You can go and look up some YouTube videos where he's taking tomahawk dunks from inside the three-point line, or excuse me, inside the free throw line, and you're like, whoa. He's and besides that, he's a mid 40s three point shooter. He's got very much the feel of a Gonzaga guy, and he was a very good get for Tommy Lloyd. So I think that's what you're looking at in the backcourt. Now, I think Arizona is going to be going small, and I think that the three and the four, whichever way you want to put it, I think you're going to have Daylon Terry and Benedict Matherin. Now, the first guy, let's talk about Benedict Matherin. He's the guy that I think you need to have take off and be that next-level player for you. He's the guy that you need to have be that first-round pick that you're seeing on mock drafts. And honestly, there's no reason that he can't be because he's a guy that can shoot the ball, as we've seen. He can slash to the basket. He's got an NBA-type look to his game. Benedict Matherin is what you're looking for if you're an NBA 3-and-D-type team. Now, the next question is going to be is... At what level can he get there? At what level can he make that next step? Because there's a big difference between a guy who's a catch-and-shoot guy and a guy who can slash, get to the bucket, and score a bunch of points. And that's exactly what Benedict Matherin can do and what Benedict Matherin should be able to do. And you know what? When you're that athletic, you should be able to guard a multitude of positions. I also think it's going to help that in this offense, it's basically a one or a two dribble drive type situation. And I don't know that he's necessarily a guy that's got a lot of wiggle in his game when it comes to ball handling. And I think it's going to help that, you know what, you either shoot, you got, if you've got an angle, a couple dribbles to the hoop, I think Benedict Matherin is absolutely going to thrive in this offense. And I think that ideally He's your best player by the end of the season, which is going to be a tall task because of a guy we're going to get to in just a minute. Then the next guy is Dalen Terry. Now, a lot of people are down on Dalen Terry. I am not down on Dalen Terry. I think that he's a guy that 
has a lot more potential than he showed. And honestly, I think he's a better fit for what Tommy Lloyd wants to do than what Sean Miller wants to do, wanted to do. And that's not a slight at all towards Sean Miller. That's just kind of the way that I think things run. He is a guy that right now you look at it and he is kind of a, he's a much better ball handler. He's not a point guard and people do need to understand that. He's not a point guard, but he is a guy who can get to the hoop and you know what? He's kind of that one and a half where you know what? He can get the ball up the court. He can initiate the offense. It's probably not going to be smooth and crisp, but he can do that. Factor in that he's every bit of six foot seven, maybe six foot eight. He's long. He's athletic. He's a next level guy. And I still believe a guy that has NBA potential. So those are, I think, what you're looking at from the four positions. At five, I'm going small and I'm going to Julius Tabellis. Now, Tabellis, by the end of the year, was arguably Arizona's best player last year. And I expect him to challenge for first team all conference, conference player of the year. If you were to tell me that he averaged 18 and 10, I wouldn't in the least bit be surprised. That's just how good he is. Now, he's going to be going against some bigger guys, but he also showed when he against teams like USC that he's got the maneuverability, he's got the angle to be able to cause problems for those type of teams. And you know what? He's good enough that I don't care who he's going against. He's going to be, he should be Arizona's best player to start the season. And I, like I said, I think he's going to be a 17 and 10, 18 and 9, 18 and 10 type guy. That's just what you're looking at. Now, the guys coming off the bench are a lot of question marks. Christian Coloco can block shots. He's long. I just don't know how good he is. And you know what? Um, you get a full off season now to work. We'll see. But he doesn't strike me as a guy that's going to make a ton of improvements, although he certainly can get better. Omar Ballo or Elmer Ballou, Omar Ballou, excuse me. He's just a guy who I think is kind of roster filler. I'd love to be wrong on that, but I don't look at him as being a major contributor. But Tommy Lloyd has been around him and thought he could contribute. So I'm going to leave it with Coach Lloyd right there. Now, everybody out there, I want you to have a great weekend, but I want you to remember one thing. BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag has everything that you really need. It has the prop bets. It has the unique betting lines that a lot of people can't get somewhere else. And that's what makes BetOnline.ag so great. So if you have time this weekend, check out BetOnline.ag. And I'll be back with you Monday on Locked on Wildcats.